You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. A safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there. As always, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, Big Rome, and the Fantasy Fish. What the fuck's going on, guys? How's it going? All right, boyos. We got some bye week hell looming in the future. <laughs> if, you, if you want to really make yourself depressed, just look at your week seven lineup. My God, with uh, the big buys of Minnesota, Jacksonville, Dallas, Chargers. Buffalo and Pittsburgh. So, we're going to be discussing some waiver pickups for you guys tonight. We're also going to be talking about our pinks and stinks of the week. And I think that's really about it. Oh, and news and noise. How can I always, that's always a fun topic. Um, Dawson Knox has been ruled out. My best friend. So, I guess we'll just dive right into the news. MRI confirmed that Dak Prescott suffered a calf strain week six, but they're optimistic he will play following the team's week seven bye week. So he did it on the Hail Mary play right at the end. So that was unfortunate. Fish, you're, you've been hanging on to a kicker all year in fantasy, but that's okay. Will Lutz has been designated to return from the injured reserve. So your patience has paid off. Yeah, it's a dynasty, and now I can finally get rid of that other kicker. But guess what? It doesn't matter because my team has like 13 injured players. I was say like we're we're in a dynasty league with five IR spots and like thirteen bench spots, and you still don't have enough IR spots for all the injuries you have. No, I need like at least six more. Yeah. Uh, Nick Chubb did not practice on Monday. On excuse me, Monday, they do play the Thursday night game, so definitely keep an eye on that. Um, it's possible they're just resting him in hopes that he plays Monday. Because uh, for those of you that probably were aware, he was a scratch in yesterday's game, so make sure you keep an eye on that. Baker Mayfield did not practice as well. He has separated his left non-throwing shoulder again. Derrick Henry just scored another touchdown. Guys, how do you stop Derrick Henry? You don't. You can't. Yeah. (laughs) This is fucking insane. This is like Madden numbers, but Mm -hmm. real life. And we were talking about it pre-show. I am so sad that I have zero shares of Derrick Henry. (laughs) And if anybody that's in that plays fantasy with us, I'll trade you my entire roster for Derrick Henry. It's fine. Yeah, I tried to draft him in our home league, and he went one pick before me. Yeah. Very depressing. Uh, Kareem Hunt, he hurt his calf, I think I saw. Yeah, his calf, and he's expected to miss several yes. weeks, and he's more than likely going to end up on the injured reserve. So that is uh, a huge blow to Cleveland. Um. Jimmy Garoppolo returned to practice on Monday. Trey Lance was not at practice on Monday, so it looks like uh, Trey Lance season's over this year, maybe. Um, Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. He is eligible to return from the pup list, but they're saying that he's still a couple weeks away, which I'm guessing means he's still a couple weeks away from getting negotiated to get traded away from New Orleans. I think he would do better. For Mike Williams. <laughs> maybe. I <laughs> no, he probably will. I I don't. I think he'd as be, a Saints fan, they probably should. Um, 
I think he'd be better off with a change of scenery at this point in time in his career. Um, but that's okay. Jerry Judy, he has he he's eligible to return from the IR as well. But they're saying that he is less than fifty percent um, eligible. Um, he's less than fifty percent ready to you play. Mean? Yeah, yeah, it won't happen this no. week. Uh, Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley both returned to practice. Ridley was, I'm sorry, Gage missed because of an injury. Ridley went because he had some family issues and he did not fly to the London game. Rashad Penny, running back for the Seattle Seahawks, he is eligible to be activated from the injured reserve this week, which I guess is good news for them because Chris Carson, he's on injured reserves. Alex Collins, he got banged up. They're saying he more just has cramps and things like that. but So that's good news. Tyrod Taylor, he is day-to-day, and they do not know when he will be activated from the injured reserve. So it still looks like it could be Davis Mills season. Cam Newton, Seattle Seahawks was talking to him about possibly coming to play quarterback for them, which I think at this point in time wouldn't hurt. I I, I think we, we said, uh, I think it was you, Rump, saying that he'd be the perfect fit for Seattle for the time being. That was fish, but I'd love to take all the credit. Yeah, I mentioned that. The other thing for Seattle, too, is that they desperately have to win the games when Russell Wilson's out just because of the division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they can't really wait for Russell to come back. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Gibson had an MRI on that injured shin. He actually sat basically the entire fourth quarter, spent a lot of the game riding the exercise on the sideline. So How are you doing? Because I know that's your, your, chocolate, your chocolate boo. You know, I'm sad. I'm sad. Yeah. It hurts. It, when he hurts, I hurt, you know, and just uh, I, I want to see him do well. Also, because I have him in like five leagues. So, you <laughs> well, know, it'd be yeah. nice if it'd be nice if uh, I could get more output it from does him. does make a difference. And then uh, in case you guys didn't know, but you should know, uh, Russell Wilson and Christian McCaffrey have finally landed on the IR. And Chris Carson as well. I think I already said that, but. I said that about Christian McCaffrey. They're going to rush him back, and he's going to re-aggravate his hamstring. And here we are. I also said I was worried about um, old Gibson there making that injury worse, playing through it, not sitting out a week or two, and here we are. Playing through these injuries, like I understand that the team needs for it, but for fantasy purposes, it's just not not very good. for, For fantasy, it sucks when you see a player end up on IR. But it's so much better, though, because then it takes the question away from you. Then you're not sitting there going, what if, what if, what if? It's He's out, so now make your moves, pivot. But when you sit there holding out hope, thinking he might play, he might play, he might play, no. It just breaks your heart, and then you're just sad. Just a sad, sad right. man. Like me in fantasy this week. Uh-huh. I didn't do very well. But <laughs> fish, fish is destroying me in our big money home league. Well, and they call that next special teams touchdown back just now that would have been even more killer i just need buffalo to win this game then i definitely would have then i definitely would have beat you if you started chris Cousins. but yeah but at this point in time it's a win for me because if buffalo wins i win because they were the last team that i picked in a 16 parlay that i have so come on buffalo here we go do it for dawson knox (laughs) (laughs) all right Enough fucking around. I guess we'll just get right into the pinks and stinks of the week. My boy Rome, 
put us back into the good feelings. All right, here comes those good vibes. Listen up, folks. Uh, the number one pink on my week is Cooper Cup. This guy is fucking phenomenal, and he's been all year. Nine ki- nine catches on 12 fucking targets for 130 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, this guy... He- here's the thing. Even when Woods had a good week last week, Cooper Cup was... He still had like 10 targets on the day. This guy is going to be, as long as he stays healthy, he's he's going to be a top five wide receiver when this is all said and done this year. He, he's making my pink list. He can get in my pink as far as I'm concerned. Come on in here, little man. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I love me some Cooper Cup this year. Fish, what do you got? All right, my first pink of the week. I don't know if it's his first week that he's put together a performance like this. I'm pretty sure it is, though. And where you drafted him, it's kind of nice. Dak Prescott, 36 for 51, 445 yards, three touchdowns. He did have an interception, but he got that points back with the – or half the points back with three rushes for 10 yards. It's nice to see him putting together these high-performance games like this. And, uh, I mean, almost 500 yards. That's great. Yeah, it's nice to see him put it together. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's his best game that he's had since week one against Tampa Bay where he looked back and ready. He's been pretty – I don't want to say bad, but he's just been kind of okay the last few weeks, especially with all those weapons kind of disappointing. My first pink of the week, Jalen Waddle, Surprisingly just crushing it right now, man. You know, 13 targets, 10 catches, 70 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, seems to really have that good rapport – Already with the Tua Tagovailoa, um, just a couple good games in a row. He's looking like he's legit. Wait, no, no, I'm sorry. He hasn't had a good game in a couple weeks. But still, it's coming along. And I think... Well, you're right, though. The games with Tua, he's been, he's done pretty yeah. good. And, and you know, it looks like it was a good draft pick by them because I know some people are, had some question marks about, about Waddle because he's... You know, kind of a smaller guy. He's only 5'10", 180 pounds, so he's not like a big receiver. Plus, with Miami having a couple holes in a lot of positions, they do need a wide receiver. But, you know, generally speaking, like the little diminutive guys, not really your stud wide receivers, but Jalen Waddle, he's looking pretty good. And I'm, you know, spoiler alert, I'm going to start trying to make pokes at him in Dynasty. You know, I want to get pieces of that where I can, if I can. We'll see. Rome. Let's keep it hot. All right, we're going to keep it hot here. And we're also going to keep it on the overperforming white receivers, it seems. Adam Thielen. This is the reason you guys asked me why I had him rated so high. Listen, this guy is still going to be Kirk Cousins' boy, no matter how you want to cut it. Justin Jefferson is great, but I just think Adam Thielen... He's, he's going to be the man, dude. 11 catches on 13 targets, 126 yards, and a touchdown. I want to say he even had some rushing yards. That might have been Cup. I don't know. I didn't write him down. This guy this guy is him. a fucking – he's just a freak, man. When he really is in the zone, I don't want to say – I don't want to say he's the best receiver in the game, but he's close when he's in the zone like this. All up in the pinks. Love it. Well, so much for that age regression that everyone was talking about with him, you know, being 31 years old and 
Kirk Cousins isn't a star quarterback and Justin Jefferson's the guy and yeah. Dalvin Cook's the guy and all that other stuff. But, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, the only thing that I still get worried about with uh, Adam Thielen is for every good game he – actually, that's a lie. He's had four good games and two bad games this year. But, I mean, I like those odds. I'll, I'll take a gamble. Yep. Fish. I think as fantasy anal- analysts, anal? Mm-hmm. It could be anal. We should start because yeah, it should be. We should start reconsidering what we think about age regression to when we see it. Because people have been saying like we said it preseason about Tom Brady. We said it about Gronk, and Gronk did get hurt. We said it about Thielen. We're saying it about all these players, and it's just not happening. I'm like wait till you see it, because people are stealing these players late, and you're losing I because mean, of it. We even said that about. Derrick Henry, 27-year-old running back with a million miles on his legs. Buffalo defense is legit. 20 rushes, 143 yards, and three touchdowns right now. (laughs) The game's not even over yet. Exactly. All right, Fish. So my next pink, though, is going to be Jonathan Taylor. 14 rushes, 145 yards, two touchdowns. He tacked on a reception for 13 yards. Another two-touchdown performance. They're really starting to give him the rock. And they're really starting to actually move the ball. The offense is kind of coming together now. T.Y. Hilton's opening things up a little bit. And Carson Wentz is kind of settling in there. I, I Jonathan Taylor is starting to look like he was drafted in the right spot in that first round. And it's nice to see. It makes me sad because I always seem to draft guys a year early. Because I, I had Taylor last year. And now I'll probably never get to roster him ever again. And it makes me so sad. But I think it also helps That'll that Car- Carson Wentz has really come along, though. I mean, he he's looking close to that MVP conversation, Carson Wentz, that he was a couple years back. Um, the year they won the Super Bowl when big dick Nick Foles stepped in and won the title for them. But, yeah, I'm liking that. Uh, my next pink of the week, it, it goes hand-in-hand hand with, with your love of uh, – Dak Prescott this week fish with uh, CeeDee Lamb. Nine catches, 149 yards, and two touchdowns, including the walk-off touchdown in overtime. Just, you know, absolute, you know, just breakaway speed from him. He CeeDee Lamb is so goddamn good. He is so good at football. And it was funny because... CeeDee Lamb was a guy in Dallas, too. Yeah. Like, like step aside Amari Cooper, this is a CeeDee Lamb yeah. show. Well, it was crazy because even when when Dallas drafted Lamb, a lot of people were like, why? You have Amari Cooper, you have Michael Gallup. Like, why draft another wide receiver? And this is exactly why you drafted CeeDee Lamb. I mean, unfortunately, he's had a couple bad games this year and some, like, non-existent games. But, I mean, that upside of a running – I'm sorry, a wide receiver, then get you 149 yards and two touchdowns. And like I said, that walk-off – touchdown in overtime he made that look easy you know and and you know i i watched a clip on that of him through the entire route he knew this is how you know a good football player and a guy who understands the game he threw his hand up right as he made his break because he knew he had this guy torched to win the game go watch pull up the clip man it's it's a thing of beauty yeah you're right a lot of people a lot of players do that like after the play is over they're like, hey, I'm open. It's like, yeah, but your quarterback's right. not even looking he your made, way. No like more. he made his break, hit it, put that, put that left hand up, said, "Chuck it up here, man. I got you." 
Well, especially like that that's straight up savvy veteran stuff. And this is only a second season. Exactly. So I'm I'm really excited to see what kind of career C D Lamb's going to have. Um I mean, at this trajectory, he was a top twenty or close to a top twenty wide receiver last year. He's a top ten wide receiver this year. I mean, sky's the limit for this guy, and it helps that you have a young, talented quarterback who's willing to throw the ball and all that other good stuff. Oh no, my parlay's gonna probably lose. <laughs> The offense is beneficial too because when you're putting up a lot of points, but also like you have Amari Cooper uh, opposite of you, you have Ezekiel Elliott running the ball. Like they can't, defenses can't just zone in on him. Right, to stop they can't him. key on him. Yeah, exactly. So it just you know ma- makes it tough. And and you know when when you have one of the best running backs, one of the best O lines, and a great quarterback, you know it's do we cover Ceedee Lamb? Do we cover Mari Cooper? You know, the emergence of Dalton Schultz, who's now going to be a mismatch nightmare. I mean, what do you do? You got to cover somebody. So it's just, and CD Lamb's reaping the benefit of it. So I I, I like what I've been seeing, you know, two really good weeks in a row. So it's nice to see that. Rome, looks like you got a little bonus pink for us this week. I got a bonus pink. And I was, I was trying to decide whether or not I wanted to do this because he's been on my stinks list a lot this year. But I think fi- I finally figured, you know, players, fantasy players are finally reaping the reward for taking Dalvin Cook with his 29 carries for 140 yards, a touchdown, two catches for only three yards. But this is the day that everybody is expecting out of Dalvin Cook. And for it to finally come week six, I hope we get more of these. I'd love to throw them up here on my pinks list every week. I got I got shares of him, so hey man, keep it up. Yeah, but this is exactly why you drafted Cook, you know, to get this kind of production. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then what's funny is not exactly a great game. I just found it funny, but my bonus pink of the week, DeAndre Hopkins. Three catches for fifty five yards, but two touchdowns. I mean, it's just he only had four targets. It it, it just, you know, when you're super elite like a DeAndre Hopkins. Sometimes it doesn't take much, you know, and, and it just made me laugh. Like when I saw the stat line, because like I said, it was just, you know, three catches, 55 yards, but two touchdowns. Yeah, like, two of his three were all touchdowns. Right. <laughs> all right. I, I dig it. I dig it. So, but unfortunately, Titans just beat the Buffalo Bills. So I lost my parlay. That's okay. Sorry, brother. What the fuck were they trying to do right there? I don't know. Trying to get cute with it. No, I don't know why they just didn't kick so the field goal. And tie the I don't game. care. I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't care. It just. Dumb. I care. I had money involved, and that makes me so sad. But anyways, yeah, hey, I think I called Tennessee winning this game. Oh hey, man, good for you, Rome. Oh. Son of a bitch! Why didn't you tell me? I did. I, I said you. it on on air. You guys laughed at me. Should should have <laughs> believed you. I I guess that also puts us into the trajectory of the down. Now that I'm mm. sad. Let's bring it down a little bit. We're getting a little getting a little frisky, but we gotta keep it real. So we have some stinks of the week. Rome, who is just wrecking wreaking havoc this weekend for you? All right. Let me go ahead and start this uh this pile of shit off. Listen, I think everybody, myself included, thought Terry McLaurin was gonna have a day. And what we got from this guy it just kills me inside. He made four catches on eight targets for 28 fucking yards. Like this whole, this whole offense 
was terrible. It's just terrible. I was expecting so much more from McLaurin. He's like the only guy left. Is he? I'm hoping he's fully healthy because everybody else seems to be dropping like flies. But man, this was a doozy of a stink right here. Yeah, just absolutely brutal, especially in a game with the fantasy implication that it had. Yeah. And spoiler alert, you know, Washington broke my heart. But Fish, who else? Uh, who who got you this week? Yeah, I know. I know you're trying to cheer yourself up because you lost the parlay and Washington broke your heart. But I got bad news for you. The Chargers. <laughs> We're laying it on thick now. <laughs> the entire Chargers. Kick me all down. Justin, Her- Justin Herbert, 22 for 39, 195 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Tacked on two carries for 12 yards. Austin Eckler, six carries for seven yards. Tacked on four receptions for 48. That kind of helps you if you're in a PPR, but it's still not what you want out of him. Keenan Allen, five for 50. Mike Williams, two for 27. Jared Cook, at the tight end position, I could see that his his performance was salvageable. You know, four receptions, 25 yards, and got in the end zone. The kicker probably hasn't made a point after touchdown or field goal in two weeks. I'm not sure. But it was just bad. Like, they, they couldn't move the ball at all, and people have been moving the ball against Baltimore. The Lions could score against Baltimore. Yeah. And Chargers just, they, they took a doo-doo. Well, it was tough, you know. Again, that should have been that. I think that was the highest over under the entire week, you know. And with with the absolute shootout monster that the Chargers had against the the Cleveland Browns the week before, I I didn't see how this game wasn't going to be insane. Like I, I figured it was going to be Chargers Cleveland two point yeah, they, they, Didn't they go into Kansas City and beat them this week too? I know Kansas City is not the same defense, but like the the. Browns have a good defense. It was just atrocious. Yeah, it was, just, it was it was bad. It was a bad week for the Chargers all over. And my stink of the week, the Washington offense. You know, similar to you hated the Chargers. Right. The uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defense hasn't been anything that scary. And Jackson Mahomes is a bad man. He danced on the memorial for Sean Taylor. Jackson Mahomes seriously has to have one of the most punchable faces in the entire world. I would punch that man right in his stupid face. But anyways, just high expectations coming into this game. I was pumped for this game. I even streamed Taylor Heineke because I thought he was going to be balls to the wall, running running and Thank gunning. You. Yeah, it, it didn't help because I got absolutely <laughs> crushed in our home league against you this week, Fish. But, I mean, if you look, you know, Taylor Heineke – 182 yards and a touchdown to pick. That's not a good game for a quarterback. You know, Gibson got hurt, so 10 for 44 and fumbled. So that was just a tough game. Terry McLaurin, like you were saying, 4 for 28. That's not a good game. I mean, and then, you know, Ricky Seals-Jones, good game for a, a tight end, you know, 4 for 58 and a touchdown. So, that I mean, that that's okay. But just overall, just absolutely brutal. And that game... I mean, thank God I was driving and not watching football because I probably would have just gotten sick to my stomach and just diarrhea everywhere. <laughs> Much like the Washington team did all over that field. It was just fucking bad. But not fun. Not fun. Rome, looks like you got a bonus stink for us this week. I got a bonus dookie here. Uh, I think everybody was wanting a lot more than we got here, or at least we were expecting with the exit 
of Juju Smith-Schuster on the year here. Chase Claypool, I think we were all thinking, now that there's no third guy, these two guys are going to be pretty damn good. But you know what I didn't take into the equation of? The third guy is fucking Najee Harris. He might not even be the third guy. He might He's the first guy. Because right now, Chase Claypool, two catches, seven targets. You like the targets. I'm not sure what the hell's going on here with the two catches for only 17 yards. I mean, this guy should be so much better than that. This is awful. I mean, that's, that is so, that if that's not stinks, then I don't know what is. Yeah, just a, especially with, you know, no Juju. Deontay Johnson had a great game. Yeah. Well, not great, but he had a really good game, though. A lot of targets. He had a decent game. Just hope you saw more out of that. You know what? I'm going to give you guys a bonus stink this week. And it really shouldn't matter because he hasn't been fantasy relevant all year until last week. But Miles Gaskin, you know, had the huge game against Tampa Bay last week. You figured, hey, it worked for us last week. Maybe we should stick with it. No. Let's still be fucking idiots and split the backfield for some reason. So Miles Gaskin only had five carries for nine yards, two catches for five yards. He did fumble. I mean, he did have six targets, so that's, you know, I guess they were still trying to get him involved in the passing game. But, I mean, last week he dominated the running backfield. This last, uh, just yesterday, no. Relegated back to just timeshare, and he didn't get a chance to thrive with it. But then also in a game where... It was very close all game. You're trying to control the clock. Why are you not using your playmakers? I know Jalen Waddle is completely balling out, but you have a very good running back in Miles Gaskin. And like, hey, let's not use him. Let's just be fucking dumb. Let's see if Urban Meyer, you know, unless, you know what? Maybe this was a ploy. Let Urban Meyer win so he keeps his job for another week. (laughs) I don't know. This seems to be the Miles Gaskin regular situation. I just think it's funny that Miami... Like they started using him. I think it's funny that Miami did play in London and they don't have a bye week next week. Because aren't you supposed to get the bye after you play in London? They actually... I read I read something about this. They, you are supposed to get the bye week, but it's up to you. They chose to decline to take the bye week the week after the London game. Okay, so hey, when, when the Vegas odds come out, pick whoever's playing against Miami this week because they just came back from a fucking game in London. Who are they playing next week? Yeah, I don't know Atlanta. why you would choose that. Pick Atlanta. Atlanta's going to win. <laughs> I'll touch on that in a little bit here. Sure. Too. I think that'll do it for Stinks. I don't like talking about the sadness. I want to make us happy again. <laughs> I want to make it good. I want you guys to win. Just because I can't win in fantasy doesn't mean you can't. I will guide you. We will guide you. We'll get you strong. Get that dick thick. Mm. Like taking Blue Chew. Hell yeah. Not, not like the weak poots of the Dodgers. Sons of bitches. Anyways, like we talked about earlier in the game, teams on bye week, Minnesota Vikings, Jacksonville Jaguars, Dallas Cowboys, LA Chargers, Buffalo Bills, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So a lot of huge fantasy names unavailable to you this week. You're probably in bye week hell. We all are. So maybe don't get crazy with it and drop a bunch of players in hopes that you can eke out a win. Unless you're 0-5 or 0-6, then maybe try to eke out a win. But couple big names available out there, especially with some of the injuries and things like that. Rome, do you want to kick us off with a couple names? Yeah, I'll go ahead and kick us off. I, I, I got three here. I had four. I took Alex Collins off the list, even though you probably you could pick him up, but he's, he's got this hip and the glute injury that makes me nervous. Yeah, he's back. So. Uh, so he might play week seven, but 
I'm not sure. But let's kick it off here. I got a T.Y. Hilton is my first guy. He's 61% available on Yahoo. I just think he came in and, and did a lot more than I was expecting him to do coming off the injury. So I think he's right back into where he left off. He, in my opinion, is going to be that number one option in Indianapolis in the passing game. I just think he's, I don't know, I think he's got a good opportunity to really put together a nice little season. He came out and basically proved it. Yeah. He basically proved it, and then he got a little banged up at the True, end of the game. True, but he's still, I think he's still got some viableness to him on the rest of the year. And then I, I threw this out there. I got two running backs here that I think are pretty good. Chuba Hubbard is what kind of shocked me. He's 26% available on Yahoo, and I guess I don't understand why the fuck that's not hot. Like, he shouldn't be available at all. This has been almost a, a week now of news that McCaffrey is not coming back. He's on IR. He won't be. It's at least two more weeks, at the very least, of Mr. Hubbard. Get out there. Pick him up. He's an instant starter. And he's proven that week after week after week that he's been playing. Go out, pick him up. You know, I put five here as your fab. I, you could probably go a little more if, you, if you're desperate for a running back. Another guy here, if you're really desperate for a running back, Khalil Herbert from Chicago. He's 35% available on Yahoo. And I feel like this guy, I mean, he he's touching the, the ball a shitload right now. He's touching the ball a lot on that offense, more so than Williams, I believe. He might be the guy, you know, 35% available. Go out and pick him up. He he can definitely turn your luck around, I think. Absolutely. Fish, do you want to take a look at the next group of names here? As I'm, I'm kind of going yeah. through right now trying to find some quarterbacks for the people right now. I'll get you, and I'll, I'll touch on some quarterbacks. I actually have something pulled up on my computer here to, to help you guys out with that. But the first one, Rome's favorite. Rome's dropping the rest of his fab on it, Dearness oh, Johnson. Kind of gross because you, you haven't seen him all year, so you don't really know what you're going to get. But if Chubb doesn't play, we know Hunt's out. Chubb, Chubb might not play. He's really the only guy left. There's Demetrius Felton, too, who may get some some carries, but Dearness Johnson's a more standard running back. Might be tough, too, because Baker Mayfield might be out, but if you're you know, if you're really desperate, that's not a bad play. The next one, I, I, I kind of like this one because he's available, and, and Dearness Johnson's pretty much available everywhere. But the next one, available in 73% of the leagues, just came back, Rashad Bateman. He has first game... I'll admit that they wasn't like good at by any means fantasy wise. Six targets, four receptions, twenty nine yards, but they had a positive game script the entire game. They did not have to pass the ball at all if they didn't want to. And six targets in a positive game script in your first game back is pretty promising. I think that you could take him and. Hold him for a week and see what he does in a different game script. And if if you had to plug him in this week from buys, I'm not I'm not really opposed to it. Like there's good chance with six targets he he gets one for a touchdown or he breaks one out. It's looking good and he's he's available pretty much everywhere. Uh, Rashad Mondre Stevenson is the next one. He's available in 89 percent of leagues. He's been starting to get more and more work. Um, Harris. 
you know, has been getting a little banged up here and there. I think he's still supposed to play in everything this week, but the touches are going up. The production's there. He, you know, he's getting a little bit of goal line work last week. He got a touchdown in there. It's one of those stashes, but for bye week also, great play. And then this next guy should be 100% owned. He should have been 100% owned, in my opinion, before this. But Zach Ertz, traded to the Cardinals, super high-powered offense. He was getting it done in Philadelphia as the second tight end. And with Max Williams out, I, I was super high on Max Williams going in. And now with him out, it's going to be Zach Ertz as the guy at the tight end. And the tight end position's bad, so you don't even really need a lot. But he's someone that could produce a lot. So if he's still available, he's not. It's not the biggest number, thirty nine percent. But if he's available in your league, go go grab him right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I like that. And I just wanted to touch on that quarterback situation. It's bye weeks. You know, a lot of people have. I think Josh Allen, Justin Herbert's out this week. Bye weeks. Those are two quarterbacks where you probably drafted them, and that's probably your only quarterback. And I said I would touch on it later. Is a uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's. I don't have a, how how much he's available right now, but I know he's available almost everywhere. Playing against Miami. Uh, playing against coming back from uh, London. He's on Miami. No, he is in he is in Atlanta. Matt Ryan. I'm I'm sorry. I was looking at Tua. My fault. My fault. Uh, Tua is not a bad option either. You know, throw him out there. I'd say those are my two favorite options who might be available. The next one, who's it's it's you know it's it's looking tough at quarterback, but I'm kind of not opposed to Justin Fields this week against Tampa Bay, and even Jimmy G. If Jimmy G. comes back, it's against the Colts, so it's tough defense. But you know this is the week that you have to, you know, kind of improvise. So, and I'm sure there's other options out there that you guys might want to touch on. You know, Jameis Winston, yeah, Geno Smith, or. Cam Newton, like you're you're gonna be in a spot where you have to play somebody. Yeah, I got a couple quarterbacks here uh, before I talk about some of the skill players. Uh, Jameis Winston, he's available in sixty two percent of leagues. They're taking on Seattle, and they're you know Jamal Adams. I'm the best in the league, or whatever the fuck he said. And he's actually like the Pro Football Focus like sixty second best safety. <laughs> I mean, did you see? He has he has zero interceptions since he's been traded to Seattle. He is not a good safety. But anyways, Seattle defense isn't that good. Uh, could be a decent game for Jameis Winston. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa, he's 83% available against Atlanta. That defense hasn't been very scary. And then um, a dark horse quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, he's available in 80% of leagues taken on Cleveland. Justin Herbert absolutely torched great, him. Great call. So, I mean, I, I don't hate that. And then I just put it here because he's probably available – He's going to be bad. But Ryan Tannehill taking on Kansas City. He's not Taylor Heineke. But I don't know. He actually just did really bad against Buffalo. So I, I might retract that statement. But a couple of uh, skill players I like right now. Ricky Seals-Jones, you know, he had a decent week. Uh, he had a touchdown. Especially, Love it. you know, the, the tight ends on by with, uh, you know, Dalton Schultz, Jared Cook, Dawson Knox. You know, some good tight ends. Boss, you know, hey, if you need a tight end, Ricky Seals Jones, he's available. Ricky Seals Jones, good. He's slipping right into that Logan Thomas role. Yeah, like they're using him just as much. I mean, he's probably not quite as good, but he's getting red zone targets. Like I played in 
in daily last week, and it, he basically won won me one of my uh, daily fantasy leagues. Yeah, I mean he's available in seventy one percent of leagues. So, I mean if, if you need a tight end, he's out there. So you know, go get him. Like the fuck you doing? But another player I want to talk about, Donovan Peoples Jones with. Basically everybody in Cleveland's hurt. Everybody. Like if you if you if you look, their injury report has to be looks like a fucking phone book at this point in time. But he's ninety eight percent available. Just this last week alone, he went four for one on one and two touchdowns against Arizona. I mean, OBJ's hurt. Landry might not come back from IR. I mean, we gotta throw to somebody. So I I think he might be worth picking up. Um, he might not be available, but he, he's still out there. Um, JD McKissick, I don't know if we talked about him. I wasn't really listening, but he's 58% available. So there's a chance he's out there. Antonio Gibson's banged up. They're using him a lot. Um, they trust him in that offense. So, I mean, especially, I mean, the running backs on by with Dalvin cook, um, who Jacksonville running back? What's his name? James Robinson. Yeah, Zeke, Austin Eckler, Najee. Yeah, Najee Harris. So there's some, there's some big name running backs not available to you this week, but JD McKissick might be. So he he definitely might be worth picking up a flyer. Amon Ross, St. Brown, Detroit. I mean, he didn't really have a good week, but again, with the teams that are on by this week, he's more than likely available to you. Not a bad week. I mean, he still had seven targets. He went five for 26 and caught a two-point conversion. So, I mean, that's a nice little two-point bump right there. He's available in 73% of leagues. And, again, got to throw to somebody. So, I mean, he might be worth taking a shot on. Looks like director roster and a couple other ones. O.J. Howard, again, if you need a tight end. He actually had a really good game uh, on Thursday. What? Let's see. He had... Six for 49 and a touchdown. He actually looked really good, though. He was wide open on that touchdown. Tom Brady found him. Gronk still hurt. You, you know what's funny? Yeah, and I, I'd rather have Howard over Bray. Yeah. Too, just if people are considering the two options. Yeah, ath- athlete, he's, he's a lot more athletically talented. And then uh, Quez Watkins for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he's available in 98% of leagues as well. I mean, he, he didn't have a bad game either. And, and, uh, Jalen hurts is looking his way, but you know, three for 44 and a two point conversion, but you know, he actually had a couple deep shots, uh, that were getting thrown to him from Jalen hurts. So, I mean, he might be worth taking a flyer on. And then again, with in Minnesota, so you're missing Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, you're missing Amari Cooper, uh, CD lamb, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, Manny Sanders, Deontay Johnson. So, I mean, there, there's some big fucking receivers not available to you this week. So by all means, you can do much worse, but there are some decent names right there that'll help you limp through this bye week hell. But I mean, remember this too, you might be going through hell, but there's a good chance that your opponent is too. Like when I just kind of thumbed through my week seven rosters in all my leagues, it was very depressing. Even just trying to set a daily fantasy league. Yeah. You know, it's just there's not a lot of good players available this week. You know, you lost some huge teams. Director Ross just I want put to touch in on too is a note. Go ahead. Is he just put in a note? Is Dawson Knox now droppable for waivers? It depends how hurt he is. Yeah, I would wait for the injury report. Um, 
I mean, at this point in time, I would, I'd say no. I don't know. I, I don't think I'd. I that's tough. I mean, <laughs> put me in a tough spot. He's almost like a streaming tight end. Yeah, but one thing I, I want to mention before we before we sign off here for this week seven because it is kind of bye week hell. Don't overreact to your bye week. If you have to start somebody, like don't go dropping players that are way better than Quez Watkins just to start them this week. Depending upon your, like our home league has a rule that you have to start an active roster. If you don't have that rule and you could just take a loss, you say you're, you know, you're, you're four and two, five and one, and you could take a loss. Like don't go dropping your good players for these guys. But if you're, if you're down there, you know, the bottom of the standings, then definitely, you, you probably already have droppable players. But don't panic. It's just one week. Like, you're okay to take a loss. Yeah, I mean, if you have to take it on the chin, you should take it on the chin. It's not the end of the world. I mean, unless you're 0-6, and then, yeah, it's the end of the world for you. Fuck your team. Yeah, you're already not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I will say, never give up on fantasy. You never fucking know. I've seen some crazy shit happen where guys been, like, 1-5, and not maybe not win the title, but at least make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, so you they, you yeah, never exactly. know. One in five, and they squeak in to the playoffs, and they beat somebody like me who was right. goddamn undefeated or whatever. And hey, fuck it, you never know. Yep. Yeah. But so yeah, so never give up. And then l- listener question here: Would you drop any of your kickers for bye weeks, especially in a week like this? I do not believe in holding on to kickers. It, yeah, like having a Justin Tucker is. or Tyler Bass or whatever is cool. It doesn't fucking matter in my opinion. Kickers are so like hit and miss. It depends upon your kicker and your roster construction. Like if you have Tyler Bass or Justin Tucker, like I have Tyler Bass in one of my leagues, and I'm gonna drop Brandon Bolden probably to get another kicker. And then I'm going to drop that kicker to pick up another player next week. Actually, I, I will say. Uh, if you have a. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you have like a middle of the road kicker, then who fucking. Yeah, cares? I was going to say, if, if you. It depends on what your roster looks like. But if you have like a, like you just said, if you have like a Brandon Bolden or a Ryan Tannehill or, you know, one of those fucking guys, you, really like, shade on him. you know, it's like, yeah, fuck it. Just drop them, you know, especially if you want to hang on to that kicker. But. I mean, me personally, kickers are, for lack of a better word, they're hit and miss. I mean, outside of like you're just... Well, and don't get... The other reason to not get too attached, right, is like you're going to drop this kicker. And like maybe somebody picks him up this week if they have like a super deep roster. But no one's going to pick him up because nobody can play him. So for the most part, these kickers are going to be readily available next week for you to just pick back up the same one or someone of equal proportion... Yeah, and if someone wants to pick up a kicker on their bye week, let him. Like, let him waste a roster space then. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> That's like checking your ex-girlfriend's Instagram. It's fucking weird. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Right. I think the only time you can do it is, like, Justin Tucker. Tyler Bass, maybe. That's who I have. But I also have Brandon Bolden. But aside from one of those elite kickers who's really putting it together this year, just cut him. Find somebody else. Agreed. Exactly. I don't know. I had Tyler Bass in our home league, and I dropped him. And you had my you have my sloppy seconds now. So I hope you like it. Yeah, he's doing good. I had to drop Jason Saunders for him. He's a he's a decent fan. But yeah, no. I mean, 
It's a good question, but it's, I guess it depends on your kicker. It depends on your roster construction. Me personally, I don't give a shit. Just Absolutely. pick up guys. It doesn't fucking matter. Like I picked up Chris Boswell just this last week, and he's – I mean, I, I ended up losing, but he still scored like 12 points for me, so it doesn't fucking matter. Just pick up any goddamn kicker. Just find one that's on a decent offense. Right. Uh-huh. You know. Yep. But I think it's a good place to wrap it up, just like a condom with the reservoir tip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> God damn it. We're ribbed for your ear pleasure. Mm. Maybe. But again, thank you so much for listening, guys. Wherever you put it. Um, get us on the socials. Send in your, uh, at Twitter, Filthy F-Ball Show. Instagram at Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Send in your emails to Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much, guys. Hope you guys won your week. Have a good night. King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome. Fantasy Fish. Have a good one, y'all.